Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Moke Bank, Manitoba, Canada. Matt Larson, I am joined as always by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? Doing good, buddy. It is the All weekend. In one <laughs> there All in is one that is crazy. And that's after taking a big old hit, too. Tell you. I got the a, capacity of a 12-year-old. <laughs> it had a very cool kind of like ring announcer type vibe. Right. I was enjoying it. Right. And in this corner from uh -huh. sunny California, weighing 180 pounds, wearing the blue trunks and the yellow hat, <laughs> fighting for the dirty Irish, Jeremy Retz. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm hold on. Let's, let, let's wait for the, the crowd to settle down and the applause <laughs> to stop. I'm doing good, boys. It's, it's, it's really good to be back on here with you, man. I've missed you guys. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, in the red corner, wearing green, weighing 105 pounds, the undefeated, <laughs> the undisputed, the undefeated, the heavyweight bachelor of the world, <coughs> Mick Stevenson. How you doing, Mick? Couldn't be doing any better, gentlemen. Uh, waking up in my first weekend of spring, looking outside and seeing snow on the ground, just... Uh, What a great way to start spring. So happy to be here today. Well, I'll tell you, there's snow absolutely everywhere. We've got a little bit of snow left up here still. Um, it was our worst winter in over 100 years for snow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, to put it in perspective, the drifts on the side, I'm 6'4", the drifts on the side of my house were up to here. So wow. I had to go outside and actually shovel along the side of the house so that the water doesn't get into the foundation. <laughs> It's awesome. That so is fun. insane, man. My, my kids, my kids oh, were helping. Yeah. <laughs> my kids were helping. Look, Dad, I'm helping. I'm stuck in the snow again. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Use effort with results. So, of course, the Packers now, we've... It's... Uh, I wanted to go out there with a hairdryer, but the wife wouldn't let me use it. So uh, we've got the NFL rumors are surrounding the Green Bay Packers. You know, uh, uh, of course, we see the narrative. Oh, if Aaron did this, if Aaron did that. And we're, we're watching guys like Kirk Cousins take more money on the cap. Uh, Mahomes take more money on the cap. We're watching these players have to leave. And, and yet we're not hearing the backlash that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers actually took a pay cut this year so he could be a smaller hit. We know that Devontae Adams, uh, those Packer fans that are in the know, know that Devontae Adams last summer bought a house in Vegas. This was a predetermined – I mean, if you remember at all last year when Aaron was still up in the air, Devontae had to come out and remind everyone he's still under contract, he still will be here. That's when I knew this is his last year in Green Bay, right? I mean, this is predetermined. People say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers took so much money – And Packers uh, receivers are choosing to lose, leave. MVS was offered the one-year prove it uh, or uh, lose it type deal. He decided to take a three-year guarantee deal. Can't blame him. Can't blame him at all. I mean, the guy hasn't been able to string more than three games in a row healthy to be able to get that money guaranteed. 
It's a smart business decision for him. We have some holes and, in the wide receivers. And just to clarify that point, Tom Silverstein in USA Today put out an article with Rob Domofsky to talk about the fact that Devonte Adams at the conclusion of the 2021 season requested a trade to the Raiders right yeah, off the bat. As soon as the season point. ended, it's all here. Um, so the Packers were already working on a deal. Now we understand why Aaron was taking so long to make a decision in terms of signing the contract. I'm sure the contract was already there. The numbers have been figured out. It's am I coming back without Devonte Adams? Probably top to the organization about what we're going to talk about today. What are you going to bring in? What's going to make it worth my while to come back? and not retire because I think those are the two options for Rogers right now, right? Just really grinding away, coming back. I've got a, I've said this in the past. I'm going to say this again. I've got a much deeper respect for Aaron Rodgers right now, just in terms of what he has done for this team. And genuinely, I think in his mind, he wanted to retire a Packer and he was just deciding whether he was going to grind or not. Now we've got this fantastic wide receiver class coming in to the 2022 season and Jeremy you said you've got some predictions Mick I know you've got some predictions Matt and I have been going through some predictions lately but I think we put a little pen to paper I say we let's mark it down let's mark exactly. it exactly let's time to call it bitches all right so what are, what are we going to do you want to you want to go age before beauty or uh, shit before the shovel who wants to go first <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you guys should probably go first because I don't really have predictions as far as players go. Um, I've I've gotten two right in my span of Packer fandom, and yeah. one of them is only half right. I got I got Ha Ha Clinton Dix right. I got Eddie Lacy right too, but yeah, I wanted him in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that was the only one I've got right. <laughs> so that was that was half forty years. There. But I, I do have I do kind of have an idea on what I think they're going to do position wise. Yeah. Um, throughout the you know the, the the first four picks, so maybe you guys should go first because you, you'll have some names and that'll be probably a little more entertaining. All right. Nick, well, I saw your uh, I saw you posted your uh, uh, your mock draft. You think we go wide receiver and then we go uh, defensive tackle right away? Well, now, now let's keep in mind that I never thought that uh, Devontae Wyatt would drop to twenty eight. Yeah. The reason I'm thinking receiver and the reason I like Jamison Williams and everybody said, "Oh my God, he can't play right away. He's got a torn ACL." This instant gratification thing, I just shake my head. I think he is Tariq Hill. I, I think his explosiveness is lateral. It's straight line. Um, to me, if he had not sustained the ACL, I think he's a top 10 pick and probably wide receiver one. Might even be. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And even if we have to trade up a little bit, the Devante trade, which in a moment I will address that, allows us the flexibility to pretty much get whoever we want. And I think for Aaron now, um, we need a deep threat desperately. He provides us that. He also is good enough to be a wide receiver one, so we could kind of do that as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's my draft crush. Everybody, there's some other great guys out there, Burks and um, a few others that are going to be in our range. But uh, then defensive tackle, I mean, Reed was a great signing, great free agent signing, came out of nowhere. We don't have to go defensive tackle in the first round, but if one of those big Georgia boys falls down to us, we'd be kind of crazy to turn it away. So, even after the signing of Reed, so we'll have Reed, we'll have Slayton, and we'll have Clark. We generally use one tackle, <laughs> and the rest are all linebackers, and and, and we're going to go defensive tackle one more time. It's an interesting take to really shore up that defense, eh? It, we can look at stats, but we got gashed a lot last year on the run. And um, I think we need to clean that up a little bit. I think uh, Campbell plays best when he's not having to hit running backs five yards, you know, down from the line of scrimmage. And it's all value, though, guys. There's so many receivers out there that if we don't necessarily take one at 22, there's going to be some good ones at 28. There's even going to be some good ones at 53. I, I know I don't want to sound like Ted Thompson, but you go value, and if a guy drops and you've got that value, I'm not saying any position, but and 
to your point, Mick, and we were just talking about this uh, right before the pod. We were just obviously there's there's we do 15 minutes of prep. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we were talking about the fact that <laughs> the Packers <laughs> the Packers have a tendency to draft the way that most people draft in, in fantasy football, and it's very successful, and that's in tiers, where they have a group of players from all different positions that they've ranked on their beer board, on their big board in tiers. So when you're talking about value, it's not talking about at a specific point in the draft. It's within that range. Do we have three or four players that we've got one, two, and three in this range? And if those guys are gone, then what they're going to do is they're going to trade out and they'll probably trade out, collect some picks, and then draft back up to pick up the guy that they want. We've seen them do that over and over again, and that's what I anticipate is going to happen. Now, in terms of the wide receivers, I've updated my uh, wide receiver rankings of this class, and you guys tell me what your thoughts are on this. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, for me, is number one in the class. Um, that dude's four three eight from Indianapolis, um, 70 catches, 1,050 yards, 12 touchdowns. Number two is Drake London. Um, out of USC, um, 88 receptions, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns in just eight games, just so eight. you guys know. And he's, a basket- and he's a basketball player as well. Number three for me, who would have been my number one, is is Jamison Williams. If it had not been for that ACL, I think he'd be the number one wide receiver in the class, so I agree with you on that, and I bumped him down a couple spots because he's the one out of this entire class that I genuinely believe can be the alpha male wide receiver one. Number four, Traylon Burks, to the chagrin of of Matt, as I'm saying this right now, uh, he's a little bit it's slower. It's like you purposely. It's like I you am. sit down and you go, "How do I pick?" I do. Guy? I lost. The reason, <laughs> the reason I like Traylon Burks is he is a lot of a Debo Samuel type of guy. He's not very fast, you know, four five. Well, not very fast relative, right, to this class or just relative. He's a four five five. The same as the. Exactly. But he had 14 carries for 112 yards and 12 touchdowns. He had four rushing touchdowns in college. So he understands that position. That's why I kind of bumped him up. And then I've got Chris Olave um, at five. That dude is so fast. He can track the ball incredibly well. He's going to be our MVS um, with the chance to be that wide receiver one as well. And then I'll stop at number six with Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Um, he's a little bit small for me at 178, which is why I dropped him down. But I think that's also why he's going to drop. You need to check those boxes, right? And with him, the weight is where we are. So those are the six kind of players that I'm looking at in that first round that we're going to have a possibility to draft. And Matt, you're saying there's going to be two wide receivers, possibly three wide receivers taken in the first round. So before I say my absurdity, (laughs) (laughs) let's hear Jeremy. What are you thinking? We're going wide receiver right off the hop. That first pick has to be, especially Uh, after trading Tay. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think we do. Um, I, I have a caveat to that, though. I, 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 when I'm sitting there and I'm watching on draft day and I see the Packers move up, if I see them move up, I'm expecting them to grab a wide receiver. But I, I, think, I think first, I, I think at 22, we go with the O-line. I think we, we grab a guard or maybe a tackle. Um, and then what's – and if I'm right, this is just going to piss – Packers fans off. I think at I think uh, with our second pick in the first round, I think we go with someone on the defense. I think it's either going to be a defensive tackle or it's going to be a safety, which nobody likes to hear that. But I really feel like that's probably what they're going to end up doing. And I think I think what we'll do is go wide receiver in the second round and grab somebody like George Pickens. I think that might be the pick for us. Um, I'm not a big fan of Traylon Burks. Uh, I, I know the Debo cons- comparison is, is enticing, but I also like the running backs that we have. So I don't know that he fits us very well compared to what, what San Francisco was kind of forced to do with. Um, they don't with have Debo. that number one wide receiver. Debo's a tweener. It's like the Montgomery experiment. Well, yeah, and they were they were so depleted at running back all year long. Like they would get somebody back, and then they'd be gone instantly. So they were just, you know, they were kind of they were taking a they were taking a a, a square peg, and they 
fit it and they fit it successfully, you know, they fit it into a round hole and it was a successful experiment. I just don't know that that's what the Packers are going to be looking for, you know, especially with a first round talent. Wow. Wow. So what I'm going to say is going to be the complete opposite of what everyone here, this is fantastic. Okay. Because everybody's got their own opinions here. And uh, let me first say, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the one knock on Aaron Rodgers with the organization is, is we've never gotten him a first round wide receiver talent. But, uh, the last time Aaron Rodgers was really good is when we had guys, Jennings, Nelson, Driver, Jones. We had a wide receiver group. We had a core. We've never, we haven't had that back again since Finley, those guys have all Corliss. Left. Like the, the lineup, you could, anybody, any one of those guys could dominate a game. And we haven't had that since. And our wide receiver group has been dwindling because we have been taking these guys in the fourth and fifth and sixth round. Yeah, for bowl since. <laughs> and and yes, we did hit sort of on one, and yes, we did sit sort of on two, and occasionally you do find the diamond in the rough, who was the sixth round pick that turns out to be the Hall of Famer. I get it; miracles happen. At the end of some rainbows, there are pot of golds. But I can tell you, if you go to the pot of gold, that's where the gold is. They're going to go in the first round. I have heard a couple of rumors: Jordan Love being traded for a second rounder to Arizona because apparently Kyler Murray is not uh, happy and it looks like Murray might be traded out of there. There's a couple of other teams who wouldn't mind. There is like 10 birds going bananas in Bruce's backyard. There you go. Okay. So if, if Jordan Love does get traded for the second rounder, okay, I believe the Packers will package their second rounders, move into Fucking the Fucking hedging your bets, hedging your bets. Uh, if. Uh, Don't be a pussy. Listen. It's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be back-to-back -back wide receivers, just like I said. We're going to go one-two wide receivers, Olave, Dotson, Olave, Burks, whoever's available. Okay. If Jordan Love gets traded, this to me is a signal that we're going to take those second-round picks and we're going to replenish that wide receiver group. And this is why I think that way. Out of all the wide receivers that are going to be drafted this year, one of them is going to be great and the other ones are going to be okay. Right. One of them is going to have injury problems and never be able to stay on the field. And one of them is going to be that guy who is the lunchbox like Cruz out of uh, the Giants there. Right. He's going to be fantastic. He's going to be great. I think we hedge our bets as the Packers and we take more than one wide receiver in the first round because you know what? Alave runs faster than MBS and his route running looks fantastic. Dotson, he he looks pretty good good he looks like he can ball i really like uh uh burks as well burks is another great choice one of these guys is going to be a hall of famer that true number one wide receiver we have to get that for aaron we we just have to we've only got a couple of years left with him what are we going to do go out and get a couple of tackles and guards and make him go out there and throw to a future car salesman we've got to get him that first we have to and we have to get that for love too who better than to warm up your wide receiver for love in a couple of years than having Aaron Rodgers throw to him. So I think it's Olave. I think that's our go-to must-have guy. He ran a faster 40 than MBS. He's physical. He's putting on weight. He looks like our guy. He looks like our guy. Now, how many times have I been right? Any lazy. <laughs> I think we all got Eddie Lacy. I think we all got Eddie Lacy. Right? I did get Aaron Jones, but I already had some inside knowledge on that 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 dude was gonna ball. I never thought they would draft him, but I was praying they would draft him. Um I like what you're saying, Matt, but there is also my concern with the offensive line and giving Aaron Rodgers time with guys that he does not have the rapport with that he did with Tay Adams. So I do believe they're going to, if they stay put, if they stay put at 22, Zion Johnson is probably still going to be there and they'll take Zion Jar Johnson. But I do anticipate Goody, you know, he has a tendency to move up in the draft. He's done it every single draft. He has traded up at some point three times in the first, one time in the second round. So I do believe they're going to trade up. I'm looking at the draft board right now. And when you look at what just happened with Baker Mayfield going to, um, you know, from the Cleveland Browns and you've got Houston. Houston is sitting at 13, 
right yeah. now. So with that trade, so Houston has the 13th pick right there. I think that is a perfect and prime spot for them to take package that 22 and maybe 53 or 59. And it's going to have to probably be 53 to move up to that 12 spot. That's within that. When you're talking about draft capital and the way that they, they count the points right per round. We've heard this on a couple pods. Pack Daddy's talked about it. There's a couple other people that have talked about the point values. And when you add up the points of those two, it puts us right at the 12 to 14 range. And at 13 is the Houston Texans who are trying to rebuild that team and pick up some extra picks. And I think we go down and we get whoever of their top wide receivers are there at number, you know, in that range at number 13 with the Houston Texans. Guess who picks right before the Minnesota Vikings? So we're not moving there and we're not going to move ahead of them because it's going to cost too much. It's the perfect spot for us to move up. And I think we take one of those major guys. And then at 28, Jeremy, I'm with you. I think we're going to take offensive line again, and then we'll have a Mechie or a Pickens or somebody in the second round at 59, and that they might trade, you know, along with like their third round pick, which we suck at, to move up into the second round to take that second wide receiver. That's my prediction. So I think it's See, going to be wide receiver, offensive line, wide receiver. See, and when you when you take a person in the first round, there's a lot of expectations that get put on that person by the organization, by the fans by himself, by his trainers, by his family, by everybody. He's a first-round pick, man. You got to fucking perform. Get out there. Dance, monkey, dance, right? If we take two first-round wide receivers, the pressure is kind of alleviated between the two of them because then we know, okay, both these guys are going to play. Who's number one? And the competition goes from, and we talked about this with the defensive backs, remember? Stokes and Jair, now they're all jawing at each other. Oh, you got to pick, watch this. And we're seeing some unbelievable play out of our back end, out of these corners, right? You've got Douglas out there and, and Stokes making sideline bets on who's going to pick the next one. And, you know, we're they're creating this amazing defense. We're going to have a couple of first-rounders go through this together go through camp together, learn with Rogers together. We can compare the two on the field with Rogers, put one in the X, put one in the Y. Yeah. Right? I, I, I really like that point that you just made, Matt, because, because you're right. That the pressure that is going to be on, if we grab this, you know, whoever it might be, if we got grab a wide receiver in the first round, we've already seen it. We've, we've seen Packer fans. We expect a Devonte Adams replacement and, for one guy to come into Green Bay and be able to, to, to do anything close to what Devontae has done is incredibly unlikely. So I like yeah. your point. I like, I like your, your thought process there of having two guys. And, and then at that point, then the pressure does get alleviated quite a bit. Maybe it gets split in half, you know? Yeah. So now we've yeah. got these. Because now players. they compete between the two and everything else kind of goes out because they're like, listen, we're both number ones. Yep. Okay. Now we're competing for that number one spot, not just making the team, but I'm going to excel better than you. They'll push each other. When you're the number one guy and you're out there with a bunch of number four wide receivers, right? It's so offsetting that you can actually, you know, mentally put yourself out because why I shouldn't be dropping any at all. I shouldn't be this. I shouldn't be that. Yep. When you've got that other guy going with you, he makes a misstep and you take a deep breath. Right. Like it, it, it alleviates a lot of it. Well, OK. And, and one thing that I want to throw out there that we maybe haven't pondered is with Devante's exit, this will be the first season of Lafleur's true offense. Devante was a superstar when MLF got here. It was part of the McCarthy offense that kind of was kept around because the chemistry between Aaron and Devante was so amazing but now that that's gone, I think we're going to see a little bit of a different look. Now, I'm not going to say run first. I hate that category. They said in the 70s. We know you don't run first, but it's going to be run heavy. And I like what you're saying about taking two wide receivers. We don't need a wide receiver one right away. We've got two great running backs that both can catch passes out. You know, Tanyan coming back healthy gives us another that receiving threat at tight end. Hopefully, Degura can continue to mature, and that takes pressure off the rookies coming in. I, the way I see it is we need two kinds of receivers. We need, and there's no way to replace Devontae. An but X and a Y. You need an X and a Y. We need the big, good, solid route runner guy. James Jones. 
all that. And we need the deep threat because with MVS gone and last year Jennings. was kind of last year, we haven't had a deep threat in a year and a half. And I think in the playoffs and all that, it shows defenses are able to capitalize. So now, you take speed deep threat, Burks at Arkansas played out of the backfield, played out of slot, played out wide. He could do the jet sweep. I mean, he's a different type of player. He's not blazing fast, but he could sure line up in a couple of different places. So all kinds of options. And Let expect me, a tight end, right, at, in this draft as well. I don't think so. I don't think I so. Do. I'm glad you brought that I up. Do. We've got that Aziri. We've got DeGuara. We've got Mercedes. And we've got Tanyan. We have four in our room. Two on one-year deals. Yeah, but if Tunyon proves it, he'll be re-signed and he'll be given a proper contract. Tunyon is out there showing everybody his ACL still works. And yeah. Mercedes is like if I, I – As opposed to Jameson exactly, Williams. Exactly. And, and Mercedes is out there going, if I win the Super Bowl this year, I'm retiring. Right? Like, we, this is obvious. This is going to be an obvious thing. Mercedes wins the Super Bowl. He's going to walk away from the game. This is my question to the group, gentlemen, and I want you guys to think about it for a second before answering. Devontae Adams doesn't get traded. Here's the scenario. Devontae doesn't go anywhere. We re-sign him. He stays on. What is the number one pick that we would have used on? What is the number one need? What is the one thing that every year, even with Devontae, Packer fans, everybody says we should get in the first round. Yeah, I, I wanted Kadarius Tony last year. You know, it, it's all the player. <laughs> you know, uh, I think it is. I think it, I think we would all still be clamoring for another wide receiver, regardless. You know, hundred um, percent. That's the media. That's the media talking with Packer fans that aren't as involved in the team, where they're completely dug in and understand that. Look. The media talked about how Rodgers didn't have any weapons, didn't do anything. He had no secondary weapons to take. And now they're praising the Chiefs for bringing in MVS and this weapon. Fuck you. You know, like it, it, the, the, it just it bothers me. But you're right. Just most fans. And I think this year, including us, understanding that, that is the glaring hole on the team. They have to take a wide receiver. And even if Tay was on the team they would still take a wide receiver early, probably late. In the, and especially at 28, you're going to be picking. It, it's the beginning of, like you always say, Matt, it's the beginning of the second round. Who's the best player available? And they would have taken a wide receiver there. But now look at all the draft capital we have. I mean, we can do whatever the hell we want at this point with four picks in the top six. How many, how many wide receivers do we need? Well, to, 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 so, Bruce's, to Bruce's point real quick, you know, I have – I don't have a draft crush this year. I kind of, you know, every, every year I check out a little bit after the season and I kind of just, you know, do my own yeah. thing and, and, you know, involve myself in other things that I enjoy doing. And then, but, you know, around, you know, the beginning of March, I really start diving in and like trying to find my guy. And I, I haven't done that this year at all. Like I don't have a guy that I'm in love with. And it's kind of because, just like we were talking about earlier, I'm never fucking right. You know, <laughs> like they never pick my guy. So yeah. I'm just, I'm what, what I, my approach to this season is just kind of like looking at what our needs are and, and, and trying to think what the Packers will end up grabbing, you know, based on the, the strength of these classes. That's why I don't think wide receiver gets picked in the first round because it is supposed to be, you know, a lot of the, 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 the gap between the first round and second round wide receivers isn't quite as large as it usually is. So I'm, uh, I, I've, I've kind of just told myself, I'm just going to watch what happens. And then once we pick our guy, then I'm going to go and I'm going to start watching some films, some highlights and, and really try to get excited about, uh, about, you know, who we get. Um, and, and you, you mentioned pack daddy earlier, Bruce, he's kind of taken the same approach, except he's done the exact opposite where I'm just being lazy. He is like looking at everybody, you know what I mean? So, but, um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I don't think we grab one in the first round unless we move up. And I, that this is my dream scenario is watching, watching the Packers come up at fucking pick, 
pick 12, pick 13, pick 14, whatever. Now 13 is, is Minnesota, I think. So you were right, Bruce. That's not, that's yeah, never going to happen. 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Houston right after and right after that, I mean, just in that range, you've got Houston, the Ravens, the Eagles on their secondary pick from the Dolphins. And then the Eagles, again, they have two picks at 15 and 16. I like the Eagles. Yeah. I like the Eagles right there. there with Philadelphia to move up to get Jameson. Yeah. See, I expect the eight yeah. Eagles. The Eagles have a ton of picks this year, don't they? Or am I wrong? Well, and they and they still they need a lot more picks, too. They've got to try and rebuild right they're one of those teams that would love to go you know what i don't have to pick early i, I can know. pick later and pick up a couple more you know second expect, rounders i kind of expect philly to try and move up and grab a quarterback packers without borders 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 the greatest podcast on the planet If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable. And if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. I said, baby, you know. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. From Los Angeles. From Northern Wisconsin. From Nova Scotia. From the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. From Central Illinois. From Southern Cali. From Turkey. Omaha, Nebraska. From California. From Melbourne, Australia. From Chicago, Illinois. They're from the UK. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. They've got There's only one quarterback in this in this draft though that's worth of anything. Next year's class is going to be a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. I, if they, if they're smart at all, they'll wait a year and they won't. You know, a lot of these teams we've talked about this before is they, they grab the best quarterback available and they don't have an O line and they don't have a wide receiving core and they don't have a defense and they they try and build it all around afterwards like Trevor Lawrence out there in Port freaking jacksonville right guys if joe yeah. burrow had an offensive line he'd be undefeated and like, that's what they're doing they're addressing it though right later but you got to take these quarterbacks later is my point is that you've got to really get that team there and then plug the quarterback in but how often do they do that they don't, they don't. that's <laughs> the problem is nobody does that. Nobody yeah, does that. No. The team is just the Packers do. and they go, the Packers do. give me this guy. <laughs> the Packers do, and wow. they've been doing it, and they're repeating the same pattern that they did with Favre. They did it with Rodgers, and they're doing it with Love, and these teams don't understand that. And to your point, Jeremy, so there's only the, – the Eagles actually don't have very many picks. They, don't, they have two number one picks at back-to-back, but then they yeah. don't pick again until no, late in the second – and then they don't have anything until like the fifth round. So they got rid of a lot of stuff. And I think the Carson Wentz debacle kind of screwed yeah. them. They, they were able to shave off a little bit of that mistake that they made by with that trade and whatever they did to get rid of Carson Wentz. But, um, man, there's just – there's so much that can happen in this draft. And I agree with you, Jeremy. I think that – the talent across the board, but it's not just at wide receiver. It's also in at these other positions. Offensive line specifically is very strong. Edge. Edge is strong. You can't go wrong, apparently, with any one of the top 15 edges that are out there. Like, all of these guys look carbon copy ready to go, right? There's one or two that stand out, and then the rest, they're all the exact same. They look fantastic. Okay, let me let me ask you this, Matt. Matt, specifically, if we if we packaged our two number ones and we jumped up and we grabbed an Ed Rusher, would that would no. that be you wouldn't no, like that? No, no. See, this is this is my whole thought process, right? If you notice in the NFL, there's a lot of these trends and teams go from running to passing, heavy defense, light defense, right? We go in these trends with whoever seems to win. The same with these trends, like Bruce and I were talking about, is wide receivers and then running back. Certain position players start getting paid. 
This is the trend right now is the wide receivers are now going to make outrageous money. So what's going to happen is, is teams are going to be forced, just like us Packers, to draft our wide receivers because we can get them on rookie deals for four years and we can get three wide receivers for the price of half of Devontae. Right. Well, if we grab one in the the first, we get them for five. Right. Right. Yeah. So what we could do, what happens is, is now people will start to go running back heavy. You watch the trend. We're going to start grabbing more running backs because you can't afford the top wide receivers. We're going to start running more. And then in four or five years, running backs are going to start breaking the mold. And this one's making a hundred million and that one's making a hundred million. And the pendulum will swing back. Right. So I think right now we are prime crimped, ready to go. The wide receiver market is outrageous. We've got Hill making more money than most quarterbacks. Like Devontae's making a buttload. Everybody is being signed. DK Metcalf's going to want $30 million a year. Mm -hmm. We can't go and grab one of these guys and put them in for a couple of months when right now, right at this moment, we have two firsts and two seconds. We could take a couple of our seconds and make it a third. We could make it a third first. You know what I mean? Like we could – manipulate it so that we get three of the top eight or nine wide receivers, replenish our wide receiver core, sign them to these big long deals where they'll cost us pennies. And at the very least, we'll have one superstar we keep, one guy that uh, didn't make it, burnt out, and another guy that we traded and got a couple of seconds for. Okay. Now, Matt, first of all, first of all, I just want to... I'll be dead wrong, by the way. I will be dead wrong. I mean, they'll take they'll take two offensive linemen and a kicker. <laughs> okay, the last time I picked a first round draft pick correct was fucking Tony Mandarich. That's all I gotta say. So, uh, hey, 1989. Shows that, you how good I am. That turned out well. Turned yeah, out right. I, mean, I will have you know that at the Scottsdale Art Fair last week, my friend Ben was showing and. Tony Mandrich walked into his booth and talked about art and photography, and he didn't get me an autograph. I was kind of pissed. <laughs> but anyway, what, one thing that I want to throw in here, too, is that, as Bruce said, we've got options all over the place. I personally don't have that one guy that I would package both first-round picks for. Now, yeah. no, 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 not both round. No, no, no. Moving up slightly to grab Olave, maybe at 18 or 17, right? Or yeah. I'm like, because you know, <laughs> with me, with me, it's Jamison Williams. We're going to watch yeah. him become a superstar and we're going to revisit this a year. Oh, he missed his first four games and then averaged 23. He was Randy Moss as a rookie after first four games. We're going to be going like, yeah, well, Burks. Burks had 32 catches for 400 yards and four touchdowns. That's great. But I I guess that's why I say we grab a couple of wide receivers because one one, of them, Scud, the other one, Dud, right? And who are you getting? You just don't know. Here's here's a name for you guys. Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What what I love about him is he's tailor-made for our offense. He, He can do it all. He can go wide. He can go slot. He can go backfield. He's probably third round, I would guess, available. Four, four. He was the guy at Boise State that the quarterback would look at him. Nobody else was open, just got him the ball. And I'm thinking with Devontae gone, this could be the kind of instant guy that steps in with Rodgers that's under the radar, maybe available in round three. We definitely, let's face it, we got to take a tackle within our first three picks. I mean, we all want to think that Yosh is going to do a great job. Within our first four. Within our first four. Within our first four, We all want to think that Box Knee is going to be fine and that we're set at tackle, but one of those two doesn't work out, and then suddenly we're in a bit of a problem. There's plenty of tackles. We don't have to take one in the first round, but we got to take it with one in the first two rounds. I think we must. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I don't think we need a tight end. I think we've got a full tight end room right now. We've got enough for the practice squad and everything. Maybe we take a tight end in the fourth round with Woods. Um, but I think this is the year we're kind of primed. In. Now, remember when Rodgers came into the league and we got the Favre picks, what did we do with the Favre picks? We fixed the defense immediately. We got Matthews and Raji. We, we, we traded up and we fixed the defense immediately. And suddenly we were a super Super Bowl team. We grab a couple of wide receivers. And even if we only grab one wide receiver in the first round, we're still going to have to walk out of the draft with at least three wide receivers just to replenish half of the group. And they do that anyway, Matt, right? We pick up a Landry. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, they would do that regardless. We get three Bettleton, wide receivers, somebody to return punts, right? Bettleton, the Bettleton was Canada, is going to come down and rescue <laughs> our receiving <laughs> And can we not? And can we not write off Amari Rogers yet? Um, no. oh, not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Let, let me no. let me say this, Bruce. I saw you you shaking your head while while Matt was was um, saying we were good at tight end. If we grab a tight end in the second, like I said, I haven't done a lot of homework on any of this. I'm just I'm gonna let you know I'm gonna let the Packers brass tell me who the best player was that they could grab. If we grab yeah. the tight end in the second round, I don't care who we get in the first. That is the player I'm gonna be most excited for this season. That is that position. We have we haven't had a stud there. I know Tanyan had his year, but it was all touchdowns. You know, he wasn't super productive when it came to it doesn't stick. Yes. So uh if we were to grab a tight end in the second round, now I don't think it, the consensus is there's no tight ends worth taking in the first. Am I correct on that? Yes, likely. likely. Maybe okay. late first, early second. Yeah. So if if we were to grab a guy there, man, that's, that is, that will become my draft crush. You know what I mean? Like retroactively, that will be the guy that I will be most interested in, um, you know, beyond any wide receiver we grabbed in the first or for any of that. Do, do we bring up Jelani Woods, the combine sensation? I mean, every year you find a player didn't have great production in this case, one year transfer from Oklahoma state, Six foot seven, 250 pounds, runs a four six one. Um, I think the he's fastest. Fast. He's, he's now fast. he's soaring up boards with only one year of real production. I'm saying I think we're gonna get a compensatory fourth for losing Lindsley. And if you add another fourth to our already rich draft capital, you could take a flyer on this kid. That, oh, okay. yeah. Well, the best part about taking him, Mick, that's I Bruce and I said this. I, I said this to him last night. I said you got to take him in the fourth because it's a it's a comp uh, compensatory pick. I said yeah. so you're you're basically risking nothing. The best part is is if he doesn't work out and you release him at the end of the year, you get another fourth pick. So yeah. you're not really risking anything. You're not really risking anything. I think I, I, that's when they take him is the fourth. Well, exactly, and I fully agree. In the first three rounds, tight end could be a luxury because with Tunyon back, if he's healthy. We know what Big Dog brings. DeGuar really started to show. I wish Rodgers had thrown him one more pass when he was open against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like our room. I agree with you. But if this, if there's a, if this kid is there in the fourth and you're like, okay, low risk, he could be one. As I wrote down in my notes, a fast Mark Shamira. There you go. <laughs> Here's the reason why I do believe they're going to put a premium on a tight end. Other And wide receivers, obviously, the glaring need. But with Matt LaFleur's offense, again, I'm going to go back to this. Over the last three years, there's been two teams that have run 12 personnel at least 40% of the time, the 49ers and the Packers. Yep. And 12 personnel, regardless of how good Big Dog is, I mean, in the veteran, the Wiley, the Wiley veteran, but you're talking about DeGuara stepping up. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. Look, Jay Sternberger, unfortunately, I'd like that kid um, gone. Um, they brought in this kid, you know, they're bringing in players to try to play specific roles, but that the, the tight end position in the LaFleur offense is so critical that they're going to fill that room up. And I'm not saying that they're going to carry for what they, they're not going to care. They'll carry four tight ends into the season because that's what they have to do. But I don't believe that the four that are in the room right now are the four that are probably going to stick. And that's why I think they're going to take a tight end. And they're going to take a high tight end. It's going to be a likely Jelani Woods is probably they're going to have to take him in the third round. And unfortunately, we know the the history of third round picks with yeah. the Packers. And that's kind of where he's starting to project. He's no longer fourth. He's now after his pro day and everything that he's done, he's starting to move into that third round. So we've got four picks. I do believe that we're going to take one of those higher echelon tight ends in the third because it is so critical to the Lafleur offense. And if you're talking, Mick, about the Lafleur offense finally coming into full fruition, it's going to be it's going to be 12 personnel and a lot of 22 personnel with Dylan pounding the rock, splitting Aaron Jones outright, having two tight ends 
on the edges to protect Aaron Rodgers because the offensive line, we don't know when Jenkins is coming back. We're not totally sure what we're going to be doing at tackle on if the right side. If he comes side. back, if he comes back, same injury as Bach, he might be gone the entire year. This is why I agree with you guys with offensive tackle and guards, they need to be picked and before the third round would be a good idea. Okay, gentlemen, this is the name of the game. The name of the game is Foreign Dignitary or a name of a foreign sex act. So I'm going to give you the name, okay, and uh, you're going, and I'm going to tell you uh, uh, where it's from, okay? So, you know, if it's uh, Vietnamese, Icelandic, you name it, I've got them right across the entire board here, right? But uh, you tell me whether it's a foreign dignitary or a sex act, okay? Now I'm going to keep score. A bit. Keep score. I'm, to I'm totally keeping score. That's why I showed you the notepad. So uh, uh, I'm going to cheat just a little bit because some of the names, of course, have like middle names to them. So I'm just going to say them as two names. So even if it was just one solid name, I'm going to split it in half in between. I'm going to cheat just a little bit because, I mean, other than that, you right away, you would go, well, clearly that's somebody's name because it's right. And I'll and have a follow up at the end of the game for okay. you, Matt, and the three okay. of you guys are the, that I will ask you a question at the end of this game related to the game. We know the, we know the three albums. Move you on. Guys, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We could do right. that because I would change mine, quite honestly. <laughs> okay, here we go. This Dictator. One, this or one dick. is Hungarian, okay? My grandmother was Hungarian. Uh-oh. Arani uh, Zuhani. Now, of course, my pronunciations are going to be absolutely freaking terrible at this, and I apologize to anybody that may or may not be related to any of these dignitaries and or sex acts. Or living <laughs> in any of the countries you pronounce it so terrible. <laughs> Please, I'm Canadian. We're terrible at it. It's either, you they know, even, ski or... Oh, they can't even say a, a Rani, right, you know? A Rani Zuhani. Gentlemen, dignitary sex act. Dignitary. See, I like the way it rhymes, so I'm going to say that's a uh, sex act. I shall say sex act as well. And ding, 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 it is a sex act. And he is Hungarian for the golden shower. That's all right. right. <laughs> nice. We all know what the golden shower is. No explanation? No explanation. Not necessary. Moving on. Okay. Jan Goal. Jan Goal. Can you spell a, it, please? <laughs> can you, can you, can you use it in a sentence, in please? please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say dictator. Dictator for me as well. I'm going to go Dic dictator again. Dictator it is. Yes, the third emperor of China's Ming dynasty from 1402 to 1424. Very good, gentlemen. Wow. Wow, Jeremy and Bruce, off to a quick start. If his name Here had been Dong, it would have been a much tougher question. <laughs> yeah, right? I should have thought of that. Okay. Jawaharlala Narehu. It's Indian. And again, I apologize. Jawaharlala Narehu. Sex act. That sounds, like re that sounds like a reach around. I'm going sex act. I'm going to say dictator. Jeremy again, dictator, the attorney, the, the uh, prime minister of India from 1947 to 64. Jeremy is a Jeopardy know-it-all. Okay. I know my sex acts, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Kubos bin Saad. Kubos bin Said. Kubos bin Said. Combos been said. I'll say it like that. Yeah, it's I'm probably say, really bad. I'll say dictator again. Where is it from? Oman. Oh, could you point that out on a map, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
over oh, there. Oh, man. This game is terrible. Oh, man. This game is terrible. It is terrible, isn't it? Oh, man. It's terrible, man. I'm going to go with Sex Act. I agree. It is the Sultan of Oman. Kabbas bin Saad was the Sultan of Yes. Okay. I'm going to pick the opposite of what Jeremy picks to catch up to. (laughs) (laughs) Meledosia Votoiko. That's got to be Sex Act. Russian Sex Act. I agree with that. God, you guys have got this. That one's Tune in Tokyo. (laughs) Yes. Tune in Tokyo, if we know what that one is. Okay. I don't know what is that. What is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know what Tune in Tokyo is? That's when no, you I use her nipples like a radio dial. <laughs> oh. That's just when you turn on the hot water and the cold water. <laughs> well, look at the initial T-I-T, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Slack-casting. Slack Slack-a-casting. Sex act. <laughs> Holy fuck, Jeremy is just a fucking machine at this game. That's <laughs> salad not, tossing. You didn't even gonna... let us pick. You didn't even let us pick. <laughs> you know, it, it, Jeremy's going to blow you guys right out of the water here. That's <laughs> disgusting. No, thank you. To blow out of the water. Sex act. <laughs> okay. Idia Dosia Mac. Oh, fuck. Mac. Macrimble Tessa. That's a dictator. I still can't even figure what Telly said. Yeah, me neither. And I said it. <laughs> I tried to replay it in my head. My head's like, nope, we, we can't replay e, that. Eudosia e, Macrimboltessa. Uh, That's a sex act. It's an old That's dude. A person. Prostitute, yeah. That's so many sol- syllables. That's a sex act. Yeah. Mick. Oh, definitely. It's an old man negotiating with a prostitute sounding, but he's looking for it. So, yeah, sex it. Okay, so that was the Byzantine Empress from ah. 1067 to 1071. I mean, seriously, you don't know that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> no. Empress <laughs> ends at about 1500, man. Before that, of course. Okay. Burmese. Ahi Tahin. That's a dictator. I like the rhyming. You know, the rhyming usually goes with sex act, so it's making me think sex act, but I'm going to go dictator. I'm going to go dictator as well. Wah, wah. Ah, sex act. So the rhyming is That's terrible. It's it's docking. Docking. Huh. Docking. Do we know what docking is? No, unfortunately, you your yes. penis in the vagina. No. Nope. <laughs> Dogging or dock? Docking. Docking. Oh. <laughs> Do you get? <laughs> is that? Is that where you get the? Is that? Is that where you get the? Is that where yes. you take your? Is that like an, yes. an uncircumcised penis yes. and you yes. put your skin over the other one? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's docking. Okay. I learned more on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What was horrible, and I know this is all audio, but I I have to explain that what (laughs) happened was that Jeremy explained docking to me by doing the E.T. phone home finger on the screen. (laughs) 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 Okay. Icelandic. Feast Chiang. Feast Chiang? Feast Chiang. Feast Chiang? That's a like last name. Feast. That's a dictator. I don't know. It's a, it sounds like feast in the beginning. I'm going to... Hey, 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 Kyla. It sounds like a... <laughs> no, dictator. you can't phone a friend. You can't phone <laughs> no, 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 a friend. No. Nope. My stepdaughter is right here. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Please. Please. Atlantic. Go for a walk. Sure. California, a lot of people speak Icelandic out there. You'd be surprised. I, My uh, wife is Icelandic, actually. I, well, you I, Canadians are all, that's why I expected you to understand how to speak it, like the I Bjork songs. I hardly hi? speak English. Say hi. She hi, Hello. sweetie. So, um, for the duration until my wife comes to get her, I am forced to uh, choose dictator. 
Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I am forced to uh, not explain it. <laughs> she can't hear. She can't hear. She can't hear. Oh, oh, she can't hear. Okay, good. Okay, so it is uh, pegging. Oh, what the fuck is pegging? Ask your wife tonight. Oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> <if you know. laughs> Ask your wife tonight if she wants to uh, try some pegging. I'm sure she'd like to take a round out of you. <laughs> I mean, hold on. It's in your wife. If she's, I mean, do, you said it right. I am. Hold on. I am. You guys do know that I am. You guys do know that I am Batman. So I'm going to reference the Batman Lego movie and say it's worth a Google. So I'm going to have to look up pegging. Oh, it's where she puts on a strap on, Bruce. Oh yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it is pegging is a sexual practice in which the woman performs anal sex on the man by penetrating his anus with a strap-on dildo. Army Haiti. <laughs> pegging is so such a, such, pegging is like such a perfect way pegging is such sweet sorrow pegging is such sweet sorrow we don't have Carla on this one man she would have been great <laughs> she would have pegged it <laughs> oh oh the amount of editing no job for you Bruce no job wow. no job for wow. me wow okay right now we got Jeremy up by one Two questions left. Here we go. Okay, Bruce, you need to get both of these right. Jeremy needs to get both of these wrong. Okay, Mick, you're out of final. I'm out of final. Hey, the only bachelor losing the sex act game. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Maybe man. that's why he's a bachelor. <laughs> I'm just glad that Bruce did the little finger thing. Yeah, so that- so he, we can explain begging, <laughs> talking. <laughs> Basa Kalaka. That's Nepalese. Basa Kalaka. Basa Kalaka Mia is the place to stay. (laughs) I'm going to go watch Dirty Dancing after we're done now. (laughs) Basa Kalaka. Basa Kalaka. You guys go first. I need to get this right. You've ruined my entire strategy because I was like, well, I'll just whatever Bruce answers, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that. So I guess <laughs> to be fair, I should go first. I'm gonna say sex act. Is it Hawaiian? It's n- Nepalese. <laughs> nip- oh, Nepalese. Nepalese. Let me oh. think. Hmm. Sherpas oh. say this, Bruce. Do Sherpas yeah. do- the Sherpas, the Sherpas say this. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say sex act. I'm going to say sex act. Sex act for sure. It is sex a sex act. act. Yes, it's the bus driver. It's the bus driver. Yes. I don't know what driver. that is either. I don't know. Okay, so either. I'll give you a visual. So you do this and then you do this. And then occasionally you reach around and you honk the horn. <laughs> So it's like the steering wheel, the big old fucking steering wheel. It's like a dirt bike. It's like a Kawasaki, but you go like you're steering the wheel. Oh, <laughs> like windshield wipers. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you reach around you over the, it's the Kawasaki. In the butthole. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but you rotate like this, like you're driving a bus wheel, and then you reach around and honk the horn. Beep, beep, baby. Beep, beep. The wheels on the bus go around. Go around and round. The wheels on the bus go around. Yeah. And round. So this is it. The best you can do right now here, Bruce, is you it's, can tie, tie with Jeremy if he gets this one wrong. Jeremy. So I'm going to have to say the opposite. It. This is it. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, which one do I take? Okay. Ifalan Tasmahak. It's Ifalan Tasmahak. It's Mongolian. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you into my thought process here. Okay. My my uh 
knowing Matt, I almost, I just, I just kind of feel like he would end with a sex act, you know? Um, good analysis. That, that kind of sounds, <laughs> sounds like a dictator, but I'm going to, I'm going to say sex act. Jeremy wins. Come <laughs> on! Yes! <laughs> Jeremy wins. What a load of ass. This game was rigged. <laughs> His analysis was perfect. Dead on. Dead on. Dead on. <laughs> Dead on. Knowing Matt, and I went, ah, crap. <laughs> well, yeah. So what, is, what does it mean? What does it's, it mean? It's the Eiffel Tower. What the fuck is the Eiffel Tower sex act? Okay, that's a devil's three-way, and you high-five. <laughs> oh, I know. What's a devil's three-way? You don't know? Okay. Uh, Two guys, one girl. One guy's at the back, one girl, one guy's at the front, and then they high-five. One's in the caboose and in the front engine. That's ridiculous. All right, Bruce. I got a follow-up for you. Yeah, fuck off. Bruce, they're high-fiving. I got you. I got you. That's the scarlet letter A right there is what that is. There's two horns. There's two horns. All right, I got a follow-up. Are you guys ready for the follow-up? Yes. I want Burks. Yeah. Here goes the follow-up, boys. All right. All right. If, if your name was a sex act, please describe the sex act. If you were doing a Matt Larson, what would be the sex act? If you were doing a Jeremy Retz, what would be the sex act? If you're doing a Mick, so a Matt, a Jeremy, and a Mick, what would the sex act be? I got, I'll, I'll do mine first. Are we doing okay. our own names or what are we doing? Yeah. We yes, yeah. your own name, your own name. Uh, he had one loaded for me. That's why I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ejaculate and cry in the corner. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crying game. That's the crying oh, game. Crying game. <laughs> that's known as the Larson. Film that was taken from All right. with two with two S's to make it extra sad. <laughs> Mick, Mick, what is the Mick? Ooh, the Mick. Oh, I've always wanted so to, like, many. a bunch of hard. It involves a stepladder <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> of course, What's the Mick, buddy. What's the no, Mick? The Mick is the swing hanging down from the uh, top of the ceiling where when you're done, you just swing around for a while. Then you do it again. Just legs kick in. Just woo. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> What's the Larson? I'm too high to remember. It has to, it has to do with eating a brownie in places where you should not be eating brownies. It's just like the angry volcano. <laughs> but with the pot brownie. But there's a twist. <laughs> you, oh, there is a, there is a twist. There is a twist. Because it is the Larson, you have to steal the brownie. That's right. You have to steal it. I want he, you to go to he's the into part. And try the to silence the after the joke was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's, in, Matt, Matt's into wide receiving. <coughs> wow. Right, the, the Edmonds. Shot across the, the brow. Let me receiving. tell you what the Edmonds is. It involves, <laughs> it involves cross-dressing and a whip. <laughs> 100%. And no underwear while you're cross-dressing. He, he pretends he doesn't know what pain <laughs> yeah. he is. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let me Google it. <laughs> Google. Worth a, it's in worth a Google. In the background, his wife is just putting away a trunk of toys, right? <laughs> Hold on. We do we we don't have a trunk, but we have a box of toys. Fix, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's a trunk in Bruce's basement that just vibrates oh all my night. God. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I do recommend you guys go find the progressor. <laughs> this has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Well, the names have all changed.